This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. The shot out to deep left field. It is high, deep, and it is a grand slam. Towards the corner, it's back, it's gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! Slam Diego, what is good? Another road trip upon us and all said and done. After playing the Reds and getting the brooms out yet again to finish off that series and the season against Cincinnati, beating up 6-0 this season. We go on to play Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Unfortunately with the Cleveland Guardians, now that they are called, there was a rainout that was supposed to be played on Tuesday, Wednesday. Instead of the rainout on Tuesday, it was a double doubleheader on Wednesday. First time we're seeing a doubleheader with both games being nine innings really was interesting. And it took a good eight hours of our day if you watched it all. Listen, I like it, but at the same time, I'm all for the nine innings. But actually watching it, I think the nine and seven is a little bit more convenient it was just, it is time consuming. And listen, I love this team. I love watching this team, just like any of you guys. But nine innings, both both games are uh, very time consuming. And I was off from work today, and I, I took the chance to watch this all. And it was great, well, except for the second game, how that ended with former Padres, which we'll get into. But yeah, like, like I said, eight hours of our day really just contributed to Padres baseball. It's a toll. It takes a big toll uh, on our days. So, the Padres take three out of five, two out of three from Pittsburgh, one out of two from Cleveland, and they lost the other two games, one to each team, due to walk-offs. Very unfortunate. It's going to happen, and with the Ghost Runner extra inning rule coming back into effect, what a shame. That has a big 99% chance to do with the losses for the Padres it's just ridiculous the rule was never for it whether there's a pandemic or not I'm just I think it's a stupid rule I do but the Padres will be back in San Diego to play four against the Marlins Jorge Alfaro's former team and then you also got the Cubs coming in for three so that'll be fun that'll be good let's hope we can get something going there Uh, three out of five wasn't bad but could have been better I honestly think looking back on it the Guardians game that just occurred, I can understand that loss. There was just we were just getting out hit within both games, especially game two. The Pirates won. Hosmer's been great, but that error that resulted in the final ending play, that one hurt. Uh, that one did hurt. But the Pirates played tough as well, so you got to give them that. So why not recap all of the series all together now? So the Padres go into Pittsburgh, game one. You Darvish. On the mound, trying to bounce himself back. He does. He got hit a little bit. Six innings, eight hits. But three earned runs with five strikeouts and just one walk. Pitching was looking better. And Darvish was working up his pitch count. But managed to go six innings. Yet again, you'll see it this whole series. Clevenger makes his debut back. Congratulations to him and also his emotions uh, after the game. With a quick press conference. But 
you'll see. Melvin's not afraid to have those guys go at least five innings because these starters, whether they're paid a lot of money or not, they should be going five plus. And it's got to look like old school baseball. Darvish, if he's struggling, Bob Melvin knows he can figure it out, whether it's a Ruben Niebla pitching mound conference or not. These guys are talented enough to adjust themselves and make sure that they can get those significant outs that they need. So, yeah, you'll see in this series and this season, a lot of times, Melvin's going to keep that guy in, get used to it, because I am a very big fan of that so far, as much as I am a big fan of Bob Melvin, very well respected around the league. So, things didn't start going off right for the Padres' way. Daniel Vogelbach, RBI single, and then Diego Castillo also got himself a single. So, Darvish was getting hit early. It was 2-0 Pittsburgh. But Hassan Kim, he's been really adjusting well within his second year. Homer's a two-run shot and ties the game up off Zach Thompson. Kim, he does have trouble sometimes with the higher velocity. He's not really used to that like he was uh, internationally. But, second year in, he's adjusting very well to off-speed pitches, fastballs in general. Always give him that rule, whether it's the Padres or not. Give newer guys, whether they're rookies or not, or even Kim was technically one, but international. Give them a year. Let that year be a learning year, unless they pop off, you know. And then the next year, you you see where it goes. Because Kim is now hitting the ball very well, getting himself RBIs. We know the defense he's, he's able to play. So Kim's been a very reliable utility slash Honestly, I think that's also harsh. I don't even want to say the word utility because I think Kim is more than that. Um, so Kim has been a good piece to the puzzle. I'll put to that. Uh, especially with Tatis being out. Jake Cronenworth then gives the Padres the lead with an RBI single, bringing in Matt Beatty, who has struggled tremendously. And Cronenworth has two sides to plate discipline and walking like Trent Grisham. Cronenzone, he's struggled a little bit, but I think he'll get into the swing of things for sure. Manny Machado doesn't hurt the average. 4-2 with a sack fly. And then the Pirates start storming back. They do play tough. Vogelback, RBI single. And then Trace Thompson really was good to see that. Uh, one of his first ever going to be important hits in this one. 6-3 at the time brings in two runs. So an RBI, two RBI single makes the Padres go up 6-3 with a little bit of cushion. And Cronenworth gets his second home run to make it 7-3 San Diego. And rally off from there. Rodgers got his eighth save. So it was good to see. Here's the not so good part. This just goes for the whole series in general with both Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Here, here, Here's what's bad, right? Hear me out. We can be up. We can get comfortable. And our bullpen can be hot and cold depending on who's out there. Like Tim Hill's been pretty bad this year. And then next thing you know, it becomes a save situation. As much as I'm so glad that we got Taylor Rodgers on this team. It's scary to think that we have to waste a closer like that against these teams all the time and then waste his arm for the whole season. You got to be able to close out games when you really want to close them out, when you're up five runs, four runs, anything like that. You don't want to overwork your closer, and we've been seeing that. So the bullpen does have to step up in some ways uh, like they did last year and the year prior. Game two, here's, uh, here's what happened. The extra inning rules really takes place. It was a heartbreaker. Padres lose 7-6 in extras. Michael Chavis, the former Red Sox, I mean, he obliterated a ball, but he also got an RBS single to start things off. Hosmer, 
He's been showing that power now with the homers, not just the doubles or anything. Homers, opposite field too, a really nice shot. I thought it was going to be off the wall, but it was gone. So Hazi puts the Padres up 3-1. I'm like, it's looking good at the time. What a way to end your April so far, really getting the month and concluding the month really well. Uh, it looked good, but then Josh Van Meter doubles. Padres are really just trying to hold on to that lead, but the Pirates are clawing back on Sean Manaya at this point. Brian Reynolds in a fourth ground out, uh, and then Machado. I even called it in this AV. I was like, he's going to homer here because they were showing the former Padre, Bednar, and he's been tremendous. 0.3-something ERA, a whip under 0.80. That's insane. Hasn't allowed a home run in like 45-plus innings before this Machado shot. And I'm like, you know what? They just probably jinxed it. They show his stats. Next thing you know, Machado really works the count. Went on a pitch similar. Went around, didn't mean to. Was going to be a ball. And then one was just right in that hot zone. You guys know Manny's hot either in the lower quadrants or up in that top middle one. And it was right there. It was an absolute shot. And it was 5-3, a two-run homer. It was like, all right, here we go. And then Steven Wilson comes in, who's been tremendous for us, except for this one. Hanging slider that Chavis, a power hitter, is going to get all over and salivate through. 5-5 in the blink of an eye. Trent Grisham, RBI single, puts the Padres up 6-5. A little bit of small ball play, play, uh, put in effect with Chris Stratton on the mound. But then a quick Cabrian Hayes RBI single. And then an error that just brings in Brian Hayes. Uh, it sucked. Uh, tough loss, but they're going to happen. You just got to move on because if we make the playoffs, those mean nothing. Pirates couldn't manage to take the series. However, they lose to the Padres 5-2 in Game 3. Thankfully, Joe Musgrove making his ne- another appearance with Pittsburgh, except not in a Pirates uniform this time. Hopefully, we extend him. There's actually been talks that Musgrove's been not... Uh, budging and who knows who knows how much he's going to want obviously we're going to have to have talks with the luxury tax with the Padres and stuff like that I believe he was offered don't quote me on this 8 years 90 mil so if that's right that's reasonable he's got to understand that Sean I is going to be a free agent we're probably going to try and see if we can get him back but he's probably not going to come back to be honest but Musgrove too really good pitcher is he going to want more because he's going to probably argue he's our ace compared to Darvish, Snell, anything like that. I do think Musgrove is the number one guy. It's going to be interesting to see. So hopefully if the talks don't stop during the season, they quickly get done and figure it out with us all, uh, in the offseason. We got to have Joe Musgrove back. He's a San Diego kid. And if we don't, I don't know where he's going to go, but he did great things for us. But he is definitely a big piece to the puzzle that we need. So the Padres and Joel Musgrove do their part. They win. Musgrove goes seven innings. And he didn't even have his best stuff. Really just had some trouble with his command. Got hit seven times, but he did strike out eight with no walks. Uh, So only one earned run on his part. So Pirates weren't bringing guys around at all. Uh, So Joel Musgrove, pay the man something. I know we're speaking like it's our dollars, but you got to do it. You brought him over. He became an ace that we were hoping that he we were, and you got to pay the man. I mean, he, he created history, everything like that. He's been the most consistent pitcher since last year up to now already, and he's got he's to gotta get his money's worth and stay. 
with this team or it's going to be a big blow to the team. Now, in this game, Machado can't stop hitting. Eric Hosmer can't stop hitting. Imagine if we traded Eric Hosmer for Dom Smith, by the way, which I wasn't really that crazy over anyway. I don't have that hatred for Hosmer, but Dom Smith is not that good. Could you imagine what this team's record would have been? I know Machado's carrying, but Hosmer's doing a lot of that too. This team would not be where they are right now if it wasn't for the hot months, and it's still continuing in the month of May for both Manny and Haas. So Machado, RBI single, Trent Grisham, two RBI single and everything like that. It's looking pretty good. Roberto Perez got himself something. He does, He's not the best hitter out there. Obviously a very good defensive catcher, but makes it 3-1. Had to be held to a single. Looked like it was going to be a double, but Perez doesn't have the best speed. Chavis on a sack fly. Really making some noise again. Pittsburgh not going down quietly in this series at all. Really putting us on our toes. But C.J. Abrams, the youngster, giving us some insurance. You want to get insurance? Call some C.J. Abrams Padres with the best quotes out there on Twitter. 4-2 to two at the time. And then Jake Cronenworth puts the cherry on top with an RBI single. And the Padres take it. So it's like, alright. See what we can do now. I was excited for Tuesday. I'm off Tuesdays, Wednesdays, right? I'm like, oh yeah, Padres baseball for both days. And the rain out. Uh, it was a shame, but hey, we got all-day Padre baseball on Wednesday. So that didn't hurt too much. Only game two. Only game two really hurt. So San Diego go into this one with two things in mind. You have Mike Clevenger coming back, and I'll get into his outing in a minute. But And you also have former Padre Kyle Quantrill on the mound for game two. So that was exciting to see, and... Glad he didn't do so hot. And yeah, but at the end, we didn't get the win. So it's not like it matters anyway. So before I get into it, uh, Clevenger, it was emotional. It was emotional. He, after the game, kind of teared up a little bit and just said, like, I never thought I'd be pitching again, to be honest. And the guy coming back from two Tommy John surgeries, I would think the same thing. I would think the same thing. But Clevy, real good. We know about the whole entire travel fiasco with him and his luggage and oh that must have been a mess I'd be scared <laughs> I would but all said and done Clevenger making his return back in Cleveland this time with just a new team name looked good had everything really going for him didn't do too bad I gotta say he was hitting his spots for the most part that's all you're gonna ask for especially with a guy coming back now for what he went through it was great to see Clevenger now the box score is going to tell you one thing, but Stephen Wilson gave it up a couple of runs, bolstered Clevenger's ERA, which was unfortunate. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Padres in general get the win. So it all started off with Eric Hosmer wasting no time on Zach Plesak, who also struggled a little bit in this game with his command. Singled, RBI single. Like I said, Hosmer's been handing lights out just like Manny. And then Manny, I mean this one, laser beam. Home run, his fifth of the year, ties with Jerickson Profar. Two-run shot that puts the Padres up 3-0 in the top of the third. Steven Kwan, who's been hitting very hot this year, slowed down a little bit, but a very good player, to say the least. Puts the uh, Guardians only down 3-1 with an RBI single. They're making noise. Former Padre Josh Naylor ties it up with a two-RBI single. Go figure. The return of the former Padres, especially in Game 2, come into effect 
and bite us in the you-know-what. Austin Nola, though, had a really good A-B against De Los Santos. He doubled opposite field. Nice shot. We have a good catching core. I think it's really underrated with him and Alfaro. Nola's doing his part, too. Um, hitting it a little bit better. And surprisingly, leadoff. Jake Cronenworth with a sack fly. Next thing you know, it's 5-3. And then Rosario grounds out, making it real interesting. But the Padres close the door. Rodgers, his 10th save and 11 opportunities. Looks real clean with it. Had to get the heart of that order, too. He had to get Quan Ramirez, and I believe Owen Miller. Yeah, that was it. Another former Padre. So that was uh, not an easy task, but he got it done. Game two was just unfortunate in every which way. The 10 walks and 13 strikeouts for the Padres hitters and still could not get it done. Guardians were walking guys like it was nothing. Um, struggling with command, but couldn't take advantage of it at all. Tim Hill, he's been horrible. I mean, is he is he going to be a trade asset question? Is, I, I get it. Not everyone's going to start off hot, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter. But this can't keep happening for so much longer to where, what if we call it Ray Kerr, a lefty? What if he has better command, which I don't think so, but let's say he does full hitters. He's a lefty. Pretty lengthy. Reminds me of Pomerantz. And you just trade away Tim Hill for maybe uh, an outfielder that can be a fourth outfielder for you guys. I don't know. We'll have to see. But Tim Hill has not been doing hot this year. Hopefully he can break out of that slump because his pitches just aren't it right now. Three hits and three earned runs for Tim Hill. And that's what really set the uh, table for the Guardians to win this one. It was looking all right. Hosmer, two RBI double in this one, starting things off against Cal Quantrill. Didn't look so hot like he has all season long, so we're looking pretty good. A little bit of a, uh altercation between Profar. Everyone hates Profar, even though he smiles all the time. And former Padre Austin Hedges, a really late time call, and Hedges was just not having it. Really interesting to see. Um, wasn't a fan of Hedges doing that. I mean, why don't you hit a ball with all that talk you got? We know he can't do that. So that was interesting. But yeah, a lot of late time called in this game. And if the ump's offering, the ump's offering. It's all about him. So whether Quantrill or Hedges don't like it, as long as the umpire's approving that, it's going to be said and done. Had a song Kim then. Heating up. 3 nothing RBI single. It's looking pretty good. Mackenzie Gore on the mound. Not looking too bad. Bases loaded walk. Starts things really interesting. Uh, Clement doubles. Makes it 3-2 to two, uh, Padres. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, Profar kind of does like a didn't mean to swing, but swung attempt where it goes opposite. He's batting left, so it goes to the left side, the third base side. Just fair. Brings in Manny Machado. It's 4-2. It's like, all right. Then the bases are loaded. Who else but C.J. Abrams, the rookie, walks. It's like, whoa, a bases loaded walk. That's like the third or fourth time this year now. And the Padres are 5-2, to two, top of the eighth. It's like, all right, how are we going to get there? Tim Hill says, let me blow that for you. And there you go. Three runs. Of course, Austin Hedges singles. Go figure. Our luck and RBI single. Josh Naylor ties things up for the Guardians as well. And then Stephen Kwan on this ball that was a little dribbler, but just gets past the right side of the infield. Unfortunate, but these are gonna these are gonna happen. 
these kind of losses are going to happen. Um, luckily, we did not get swept on. The Guardians played tough too, but the Padres looking clean going back to San Diego. 16-9, plus 20 run uh, run differential. 7-3 in their last 10. Giants and Dodgers are going at it, so who goes on there? I Like I said, I don't think the Giants are going to do that good this year. But the division is tough. The Rockies are playing well too. Can't sleep on them. And then the Padres are going to be playing the Marlins and Petco. Lazardo versus Martinez. Lazardo has been great this year for them. Martinez has bounced back. He showed some good signs and bad signs. I think he could be an excellent pitcher for us in the in the future, but more as a sixth reliever or so in the pen. Game two, Alcantara, nasty, really good stuff. I really want to see this matchup because I wonder it's going to be a pitching duel in my opinion versus Darvish. Marlins hitters, they chase a lot. So question is, can we really get them going and get them fishing? Yeah, I said it. I'm not taking it back. Game three, Pablo Lopez, who once had the best ERA in baseball, got lit up a little bit against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Lone Depot Park. So does that take away his confidence or does that strive him for more success in his next start versus Sean Manaya, who could really use another really good start. Um, Manaya wasn't too bad, but at the same time, I just think, of course, he did fine in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Manaya can really have a dominant game and a dominant outing. And then game four will be Rodgers, who's been awful. I thought he was better uh, this this year. One in four, Trevor Rodgers with a 6.14 ERA versus Joel Musgrove. 4-0, 1.97 ERA. Video game numbers right there. Uh, No-No Joe has been excellent. So four against Miami. That'll end on Sunday. Start, of course, on Thursday. Let's let's hope for the best because knowing us will split the series or lose the series. But the Marlins are playing tough, right? They're 12-12 and as I speak right now. They do have a young core that's getting better as the days go along. But my question is, can we go out there and still same stay at the same competitive level that Jace Tingler could not accomplish, that Bob Melvin is accomplishing? If it wasn't for this extra inning rule, I truly think we would have taken all the games. Uh, the Pittsburgh one really hurt. The Guardians won. The bullpen more blew it rather than anything, uh, of course. And one pitch. The Pirates game, you could say the same, but that was like one pitch. It's like, all right. It's going to happen. But the the way and the sequence that the Guardians game went was just like, oh my goodness. Like, you got to be kidding me. And there was a couple of times where the Pirates, especially, were just making noise. And I'm like, we're going to blow this. Next thing you know, the Padres get a 6-4-3 double play. And it's looking good. And then we get out of it. So you never know. It's the beauty of baseball. You got to play for those outs. So the Padres looking really good without Tatis. Bob Melvin's been great. No Luke Voigt because he's swinging out of his shoes, too busy flexing his biceps with the bicep injury. Don't mind it at all. Was not a big fan of that acquisition. Hosmer and Machado have continued their hot Aprils into the hot May. Looking really good. Just got to keep it up. Get those runs. They've been driving more runs. Their offense has improved. You could say it's bad teams, but at the same time, what better place to start than against poor teams with poor pitching? All right? Come on. Critique, critique them all you want. So, that's ridiculous. The team's looking pretty good. Try and take them against the Marlins, who will have some good young arms in that rotation, and some good usage of those bats, too. But you got to take three out of four. Let's be realistic. Three out of four. Right? 
Not not a four-game sweep. That's very hard to do. It's the majors. Um, but try and take 75% of that. It can get done. After that, you play the Cubs, who are in rebuild mode. Take advantage of this kind of schedule, because it ain't going to be often. Anyway, I'll see you guys after the Marlins series. Let's hope for the best right there. Tatis can't be back soon enough, baby. And let's go.